This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Working class on DeerCast, another episode. Kurt Geyer's here. That's me. Doug Schmidt, that's me. Shad Vanetti. You're, you're guest co-hosting. I'm guest co-hosting. I'm fake Eric. You're fake Eric. Fake Eric. You're like a cooler version of Eric. So, yeah, no, say I, better. I, I, well, you know, people aren't really smart, so if they say I'm better, then they would. Oh. I mean, there's, okay. I we're, we're equal smart. levels of I'm suck, smart, I guess. Then. Okay. Casey Thompson, our good friend. How's it going, boys? Thanks for being here. You're very soft-spoken. You've you've been around the podcast for a while. You've done a lot of work at the podcast studio. Mm-hmm. Pretty much you and Ross did all the electrical. Yes. If your job finds out you did a side gig, are you in trouble? Um, Maybe. You think so? <laughs> no. I didn't take any money for it, so it's cool. That's true. You it's did all get... volunteer work. That is true. We don't pay people around here. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she did. She yeah. <laughs> you catch I mean... <laughs> You know, it's fast. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on. Sorry, we kind of threw you right to the wolves and threw you on working class on DeerCast. Um, we didn't really get to warm you up with the regular working class bow hunter episode, but we just wanted to see what you're made of. Oh, boy. So not only do you only have, you're being recorded on audio, you're being recorded on videos, which makes it more fun. No pressure. Yeah. I I was, you know, a little concerned that maybe I'd have to wear makeup today, but. Yeah. That's what I talked to I her. don't wear makeup, so. We did talk. I was like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a DeerCast episode. Ah. Do you want me to wear makeup? <laughs> I was totally joking. I know you were. I know you were. I'm like, ah, no, it's good. It's, it's just, good. It's good that I'm naturally you should beautiful. Just came I don't in have to wear makeup. All queened out. Just completely queened out. In a dress. Yeah. Like, in I mean, dress. just over the top makeup. <laughs> like prom queen? Yeah. Yeah, it's like. Pink. I'd probably look more like a drag queen. That's what I'm saying. Like a prom queen? Yeah. I love it. Well, <laughs> just over the top with well, it all. Yeah. No matter what, Casey, you're our queen. Thank you. Boom. 
So see what I did? I appreciate it. That's I'm a good guy. Way. So Casey, you, a lot of people know you more through the regular working class Bo and her family from our jokes. Yes. Um, we can address those if you want. If not, we can move right past hey, and talk I'm, to you. I'm open. I I think it's funny. It's fun. <laughs> it's when we make gay jokes. We're like, ah, Casey approved our gay jokes. We ran them by her <laughs> yeah. type of thing. It's like, it's all good. We're in in the book. So um, it's funny. And I like to give Kurt shit when he's in his saddle. Yeah. Being gay part of the time. Yeah. I'm like, hey, listen, <laughs> just because you're gay doesn't mean you can call me a gay. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. I'm not down for this. But uh, Casey, you get a really good buck this year. And I feel like. I've been included in your bow hunting journey the last few years. Yes, for sure. Um, just because we have worked together at our day jobs and I don't know, just started talking a lot, became friends and all that. And mm -hmm. so I've got to be around for a lot of your frustrations and like changes of property, changes of states, yes, changes of a lot. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of like, in a way, a little bit solo. Yes. Is that sure. fair? Um, yeah, I am. I mean, there's, there's two other guys that hunt the same property i do they're um i think one's in his 60s one is in his 70s and they're still going at it but you know their style of hunting compared to my style of hunting is totally different yeah um so i mean i do still have kind of like the the hunting camp atmosphere a little bit <clears throat> with two older guys but yeah yeah which is cool but at the same time you know it's kind of nice to have some some people more my well in your style you guys, of hunting you guys like, are like minded me, but yeah but not by much but, yeah but it's it's still nice to have some people that are more like super passionate about it yeah it's different there's different yeah. like scales of hunters and their passion and involvement which is fine that's like kind of the fun about it but mm -hmm. yeah i mean they're not helping you like pick trees to do a hanging hunt in and stuff like that no um they sometimes they like they, they like to tell me where they think I should go hunt mm -hmm. and they don't really hunt the wind necessarily. And none of them. Well, have... wind is for kites. Right. We, and, all, uh, we established this. Yes. I agree. Um, <laughs> I agree. And, you know, growing up, I never really hunted the wind. It was just, you know, my, my dad and I had maybe three or four stands that we had and it was just mm -hmm. like, well, I think I'll go hunt this one today. And you know, just going for it just, not even it wasn't yeah. even on the radar just, just hope going for the best and i mean we might have played the wind a little bit or you know whatever but most of the time it was just like yeah i think i'm gonna go to this one mm -hmm. i'm feeling good about this one yeah yeah you know, whatever but i've been trying to play the wind more um using my scent crusher uh i don't even know what it you is. you have the covert closet i believe yeah the covert closet with the it's like a bag or a closet it's a portable using, scent crusher closet and like a roller bag essentially yeah and i've been using that this year and I think that's helped a lot, actually, because mm -hmm. um, there's sometimes with this property that I really can't play the wind all that great, mm -hmm. um, and it seems like the deer always come from the opposite direction. I think they're going to come, so it, I, I think it's definitely helped. Well, yeah, but going back, you you used to be an Iowa resident and then became an Illinois resident. Yes. So you had to like get new property mm -hmm. and then learn the property in like a fairly short amount of time. Yeah, I actually. Um, I got, I acquired this property last, it was late summer. I think it was like last August, mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. So, so was, right, really right before both yeah. season, really mm -hmm. a month. So I went in, I walked around a little bit and the guy that owns the place has a ton of stands up and it's like, oh man, this looks like a great spot. And then, you know, I walk around a little bit more. I'm like, there's a stand right there. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, there's a stand here for a reason. It's probably yeah. a good spot. Yeah. 
Um, so there was a couple stands that he kind of partially had up, um, and I just hung a stand where I thought would be a good spot, and it ended up, you know, most of the time where where his stands were, they were pretty good spots. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Has he? He's probably owned it for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, I don't remember how long he's owned it, but I would say probably. 30 years maybe oh dang so yeah. long enough I mean, he's that had he's, it for a while so he kind of yeah. knows where the deer travel and stuff so that i mean that kind of helps but um yeah it was kind of a i had to adjust my hat <laughs> so i've been in illinois now for three years um the first year i was in illinois i did get permission on another small parcel um there was two other guys that hunted it as well but there was like a hundred and I think of 140 acres mm-hmm. piece. That's a fairly big parcel, I feel like. But I could only hunt like this small corner oh. of an alfalfa mm-hmm. field. Right. Which, it, I mean, there was either beans or corns fairly close by too, so that was good. Um, but it was, I always came in from the south. Mm-hmm. So if there was a south wind. Right. You know, I really. It's blowing right into yeah. where you're going. So I could really only hunt it on like a, a west or a northwest wind, a north wind, I guess. Um, so it was, it was kind of tough. I saw, I saw a couple good bucks, but it's like super thick timber and Mm -hmm. mostly hedge trees. Hard to make them move. Yeah. it's Hedge is the worst, man. You can't do any, I mean, if you can hunt from the ground, but like if you're a stand hunter, I mean, you got to get creative real fast. Yeah. And I had, I had two stands out there cause I was limited where I could actually hunt. And the one I had in a hedge tree and directly behind me was another hedge tree and i had absolutely no shot behind me mm-hmm. and of course the two nice big bucks oh, yeah. that i saw come through there of course <laughs> right yeah walked right behind they, me they know yeah it's like ooh, he's only 10 yards away but i have absolutely no just shot. wicker basket <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i mean it was it was tough um i i didn't have any luck that year um i had a couple opportunities i could have shot you know like something younger or yeah but, you didn't want to I, do that. Yeah, I've been in hunting long enough that kind of... Yeah, because you've been hunting for a while, that, but you haven't been bow hunting as, like, serious for... Right? Right. That's the way I, like, have, have like, concluded from just being friends with you. Yeah, I, I think I started bow hunting when I was probably, like, 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, a, lot, a lot longer than I thought. Yeah, but it was, you know, I it was only... I was... I mean, I hunted some while I was in high school, and then once I got into college, it was kind of hit or miss because mm-hmm. I, I was a two-sport athlete and I just really didn't have time to go home mm-hmm. very much. Um, and I played soccer during the fall, so that was... Takes, I was yeah, it took a gone. lot of your time, yeah. yeah. Plus, it's hard to, like... And it was a two-hour drive to go to where I was going to hunt, so... Right, yeah. I was a one-sport athlete in college. <laughs> Professional <Liar>. drinker. <laughs> Professional <laughs> drinker. Two sports? Is that the, the one sport? You were a hockey player in college, weren't you? Uh, paintball. What? Paintball. <laughs> I was on a paintball team, yeah. Paintball and drinking. That's pretty cool. I've always wanted to do that and never have. I yeah, see you've taken really the fun. drinking to the pro level, though. Like, you've left Yeah, I never made a paintball, but drinking. You're pretty easy. Yeah? Pretty easy. Come natural. <laughs> Come <to> you. Natural. <laughs> you have natural, the natural ability. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, w- when you're in college, though, too, it's like you're either really into bow hunting, that's your priority, or mm-hmm. other things are a distraction. I get it. Yeah, and yeah. when I was in college, I was... I, you know, I, I grew up in a small town and I was, I went home as much as I could just because I, I really, I don't know, I guess I was wanting to be around my family quite a bit still. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would go home quite a bit and pretty much, I mean, there were nights that I'd get back from a soccer game at like one o'clock in the morning and I'd hop in my car and drive two hours to go home. Yeah. 
just to be home. Sometimes it was for hunting. Sometimes it was just because I wanted to be home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did hunt. I mean, I did start fairly early, just not. Just, Hardcore. Yeah, just didn't dive into it head first. But I feel um, well, I guess what I'm getting at is the last two years, I feel like you like elevated how serious you are about it. Yeah. But sure. I haven't really known you a whole lot, yeah. a whole long, longer than that. But yeah, I, just that's what my perspective is. Mm-hmm. And that's what I find interesting is I feel like you're becoming more and more calculated and yeah just over a two-year span that i've yeah i I mean i've always i've always enjoyed it always you know been pretty passionate about it and i know there's there were times where you know my my dad would get the stand set up and i'd come home for the weekend and hunt Mm -hmm. and it was just like man i'm not seeing the deer that i'd want to see i kind of want to be hunting over here and i'd i'd go sit on the ground Mm -hmm. and actually one of the first times i ever hunted from the ground and this was I mean, I was limited on how many times I got to hunt. And the one time I decided, you know what, I'm going to try hunting from the ground. Mm-hmm. And I saw, a, I think I saw a doe and a yearling. And then there was a, I think it was a small little basket rack, six, mm-hmm. following them. And I was like, oh, this is cool. You got the pin drop on that basket rack, six. I'm interested. <laughs> I think the property sold. <laughs> Sorry, man. Shad buck. Talk, <laughs> yeah. talk Shad's realm. It yeah. was a Shad buck for yeah. sure. By the way, Shad has a small racks, our trophies t-shirt on. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's cool. I appreciate that. <laughs> Most people don't. I appreciate <laughs> it. Shad bucks, man. Yeah. yeah. Everybody know, Everybody loves a good Shad buck. I don't, not too many people do. <laughs> well, everybody once loved a good shad buck yeah i'm just glad they keep letting them walk because you know it makes a target rich environment for me <laughs> target rich environment more for me that's right but then they quickly grow out of being shad bucks yeah they do they could just stay you know so <laughs> shad bucks will always be around them they will be like like if you could just pause your dog as a puppy that's Ooh. what shad wants for yeah. all bucks shad bucks that's right man small time so, so you Sorry. saw shad buck <laughs> saw shad buck and you know i knew i was limited on time and i think it was actually probably like one of the last weekends that I really had an opportunity to hunt. I was like, you know what? If I can get this deer to come in, I'm going to shoot it. Yeah. And I'm on the ground, so that's super cool. Had some cool coolness you, points to were it. Were you in a blind? or were you No, just, I was just sitting next to a tree. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. I like this story and, more and more. Yeah. And It elevates the excitement. Yeah, and it really, I mean, honestly, it's one of my most memorable hunts I've probably ever had. Um, it was just, I went out of my comfort zone completely and just, Went to a different spot I'd never been in before, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to try it out. And I saw this deer coming, and I grunted a couple of times at him, and he stopped. And I was like, hmm, well, maybe he'll come, maybe he won't. You know, mm-hmm. he's following two does. And next thing I know, he turns, and he comes right to me and comes down this hill, and he's behind this big oak tree that's, you know, two feet wide. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> he was maybe 20 yards away at the time got my bow drawn back and he walked maybe 10 feet from me and i put a good shot on it mm-hmm. it was pretty cool i mean it your was, dad was like you didn't sit in the stand yeah <laughs> well he was actually he was out there he was in one of his stands and i texted him i think or called him i can't remember i was like dad i just shot one he's like no you didn't and i'm like no really i did he's like cool what was it and i was yeah. like well it was a small buck but i said man that was the coolest hunt i think i've ever had not a lot life. of people can say they killed one from the ground like that yeah and mm-hmm. i never have i don't think if you don't have either that's really a, that's the only one i've ever killed from the ground think. bow hunting but i mean it was like talk about adrenaline rush it was yeah it was one of the like right in your face that's yeah, awesome well that's was, a way to get you hooked yeah. real fast i mean i could about reach out and touch him he was he was yeah right there you so. know come to think of it i don't know i've never killed a buck from the ground really i you just almost, don't like it did 
I almost did this year. Yeah, you yeah. did. You killed a mule deer from the ground. Well, yeah, but uh, You're talking about white tails. Yeah, yeah. talking about white tails. Okay. Yeah, I've killed. I mean, I've killed like antelope from the ground. Yeah. I've killed my mule. But like deer from sitting, the picking a spot, sitting, sitting and waiting. Like, I almost no, killed a buck this year on the October twelfth, a real big one. But I just don't feel. Um, I just like seeing everything. I'm not in the game. Yeah. I've had sits where I'm like on the ground and I'm like, nah, I'm going. I'm getting yeah. a tree. It, it definitely reduces your amount of visibility. That's what I don't yeah. like. Yeah. I just want, even if I'm not seeing anything up close, I still want to see yeah. out. Yeah. It just helps me sit. Yeah. And I need that stealth factor feel, you know? Yeah. And there's been times, like, even this year, I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit on the ground. I'm going to go to a different spot. I'm just going to see what I can see. There's good sign. Just, you know. Never better. know. Yeah, you never know. And if you can get kind of tucked in somewhere where... You're at least somewhat camouflaged by it. Yeah, it's fun. It, it, yeah. it does bring a fresh feel. You know what I mean? If you're kind of like, man, I want to mix it up. That, I think that's what it's cool. That's good for that. But I mean, I can uh-huh. at least say I did it once. It was it was really cool. No, that's I mean, it badass. Was, it was cool. There's um, a lot of bow hunters that have never accomplished what you accomplished there. Yeah, that shoot sure. uh, shoot an animal from the ground at that that close of a distance. Mm-hmm. That that's yeah, know, no blind, it, no it, nothing. Yeah, it doesn't matter about size. That's that's, that's a, pretty phenomenal. Yeah. In the wheelhouse, and, yeah. and you and you take it to the next level of female bow hunters who have done that. Like you've mm-hmm. literally like stepped up the game right there. Not yeah, trying to like you. like toot your horn or nothing, but that's that's a hell of an accomplishment. Yeah, I mean, I was I was stoked. I thought it was there. You go <laughs> toot your horn. <laughs> toot it. My horn. Uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. I mean, it was like, man, I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe yeah. it happened. And you know, that deer had no idea I was there. Um, yeah, yeah, it was cool. That yeah. is awesome. So that had to got you hooked right away. Yeah, I mean, I was hooked before that. I think I was hooked once I arrowed my first deer. Yeah, for and sure. It, it was pretty cool because my dad was, he was in the stand probably, I don't know, maybe maybe 100 yards away. And did, did he see it? He, yeah, it was it was a yearling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was when I was, it was the first deer I ever shot with the bow and um, it walked past him and he, he even told me later, he's like, yeah, I was hoping you'd get a shot at it because... Mm-hmm. You know, for your first deer, you just want to shoot something. Yeah, you, yeah, you know. get, get you into it, get you get, hooked. Yeah, and um, it walked right in front of me, 10 yards, and I made a perfect shot. He actually saw it die, you know. Oh, no kidding. It ran kind of back towards him. Yeah. And he watched it, you know, go down, and it was dead within seconds. So right, that was right. pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't feel like you talk about that you've been bowing that long. Because, like, if you would have asked me, I'd have been like, I don't really know, but I just, you know, like I said, I've only known you a few years. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, you you get after it like this year. You're talking about hanging and hunting and doing this, and you got trail cam pictures and all that. So mm-hmm. it's like, and it worked out, yeah. right? I mean, you this year you killed an awesome buck. Yeah, I it was, it I mean, well, I I did make a bad hit on a really nice ten point earlier in the season, and I talked to you about it quite mm-hmm. a bit, and you actually came out and helped me look for it. Yeah. Um, Good thing is I did see it on camera. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's still he's still around. I looked for three days to try to find him. You know, I just it was heartbreaking. Yeah, that and sucks. Know, but um, you did you did what you should have done. Like you kept yeah. going. I looked for it in the rain. I I mean I was out there. I gave it you know I oh. gave it my gave it my all to try to find it. If that that's our responsibility. There's a lot of guys be yeah. like nice. Yeah. Ah, I'm not gonna look. We made a hundred yards, lost blood. Yeah, yeah then I quit. Yeah. Mm, that sucks to hear. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it, there wasn't an exit wound, so I knew it was going to be a hard tracking job anyway. Mm-hmm. I never did find blood, but um, if it's the deer that I saw on camera, it was back, it was high. It was, I think I thought it was a better shot because I saw my lighted knock 
farther forward. I think mm. that's why I thought it was. Oh, a better just from shot. like the illusion because of the angle, yeah, yeah. And it was you know last half hour of shooting light, light yeah, so yeah. It was yeah, tough. that too. I I think didn't you like can, like uh, gather that it was probably like a flesh wound or a muscle wound? Yeah, I think I hit it like in the back strap basically. Mm. So, and mm. I never did find my arrow. Um, he took it with him as far as I could see, but. uh yeah, I think he's still. Run- I'm pretty sure he's still running around. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's kind of my goal to follow up. To follow yeah. up and try to try to make it happen. Still, yeah, make year. it right. Make and it right. I, I have seen. And if it's the one that I think it is, he's still. You know, I've seen him on camera. And actually, I got a picture of him last night. Mm-hmm. And I almost went out this morning, but there's like 25 miles. Yeah. Away. <laughs> I don't blame him. It's, it's brutal right now. Yeah, yeah, and I was just like, you know what? Tomorrow will be a better day. Mm-hmm. Or even next weekend. Next weekend. Yeah, get some so. cold weather and get on some food. But I mean, I get you were bummed about that. We looked, um, but you stayed after it. Yep. And then, uh, you know, I got a phone call from you. I mean, it wasn't that much longer later than that when no, that day I happened. Think, I think the one I hit uh, was the 22nd. I think it was the day after you shot your buck. Yeah, I shot mine the 21st. Yeah, it was the 22nd. And then uh, I was bummed. I mean, I spent the rest, of, I think it was a Friday. I spent. All day Saturday, all day Sunday, and part of Monday looking for that deer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, went back out. I just, I kind of did, I think I told you, I'm doing a hard reset. I went and sat on the ground one night, just kind of clear my head, really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I got back in one of my stands, one of my better stands. And uh, it was, I think it was, actually, I think it was almost a week later, right about a week later, maybe a week and a half. It was a... Uh, second of november mm-hmm. dude that, was, I, that first week in november this year was just so good i know yeah, it was november 1st i seen the most deer i've seen one morning that i have in a long long time and i it was uh it was an afternoon hunt and i remember the guy that owns the property where i hunt he's like hey you want to join us for dinner i'm like yeah that's cool um so we both went out hunting um i got in my stand and it was like i don't know maybe half hour after i was in my stand and i already had a doe and a yearling coming through and i was like well that's a good sign you know they're Mm -hmm. up on their feet early that's cool um and they were actually like 10 yards behind me it was a real still day the wind wasn't hardly blowing and i watched them for a while and then i was like man they're headed like straight downwind to me Mm -hmm. this isn't good (laughs) like god come on don't blow don't do it dough so i'm literally sitting in my stand facing the opposite direction of where this doe is i'm sitting there and pretty soon i hear her stomping her feet and i'm just like oh crap getting getting the old stomping look yeah Yeah. and i'm just like don't do it don't do it and then pretty soon she blew and i was just like oh jesus yeah because it was so quiet and she blew right behind me and i was just like oh my god and and then you know and then of course you're like yeah you feel like it's over yeah there goes my hunt everybody in the neighborhood knows i'm over here Yeah. yeah So I was like, well, it's early, you know, maybe it'll be fine, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm just chilling and, and it was maybe, well, she, well her and the yearling went straight south, straight south of me and it was maybe 10 minutes later and I could hear something kind of like, it almost sounded like could have been a squirrel, could have, you know, could have been anything, could have been turkey scratching, whatever. Mm-hmm. But to me, it kind of sounded like a buck maybe tearing up some brush or whatever and i was like man that might be a buck i waited i waited i thought i could have swore i heard a a real low 
like really quiet grunt you know yeah i was like which is how most grunts are yeah just mm-hmm. you know and i was like oh that might be a bug i love when you hear that dude yeah. you just like yeah such like, a good feeling okay, uh-huh. okay there's a bug cool you know yeah. and then you know i still didn't know for sure and so i kind of peek around my tree and i could see something moving back there but i still couldn't really tell what it was and i was like you know what i'm just gonna throw one grunt at it see if it responds if it's a buck hopefully it will mm-hmm. so i grunt once and then I can hear the thrashing again. And I was like, okay, well, cool. Maybe it is a buck. And then I could hear him pawing at the ground. I was like, okay. All yeah. Right, cool. It's adding up. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm getting this, excited. I'm like, it's a, a buck. buck. <laughs> Might be a little one. Could be a monster. I don't know. Yeah. So shad buck. Yeah. Shad buck. Could be a Austin Chandler buck. Could be a Chandler buck. A Lord buck. The Lord's the Lord buck. buck. There. Yeah. That's a, a, Doug a buck. very wide range. <laughs> There's of, a lot of, type of bucks. types of bucks in between a shad yeah. buck and a Lord buck. So I'm, I get, you know, I get stood up, I get my bow, I get ready, and um, I get my binoculars up, and I'm I'm looking, trying to figure out what it is, and he's he's only maybe 50 yards behind me, but he's through a bunch of honeysuckles, so mm-hmm. it's hard to see. Yeah. I'm like, all right, it's a decent buck, you know, I can't really, can't really see him, but all right, cool, you know. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, do I grunt again? Do I, do I just wait, you know? And I was like, no, I'm just going to wait, see what happens. Pretty soon he comes walking straight to me, like straight behind me. And I'm kind of turned around like my left side because that's usually where the deer tend to come mm-hmm. on the left side of this tree. And, of course, he gets almost straight behind me and then goes to the right of me. So I'm already turned to my left waiting. And then the tree I'm in is pretty good size, so I'm like trying to turn around. Yeah. And, you know, since I'm right-handed, I got to turn all the way around. Right, yeah. You know, and then I'm like, my chest is like facing the tree at this mm-hmm. point. And you got your harness strap, my like harness, doing yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Move that. I'm, I'm, like, oh, I'm so weird with that. Yeah. And so the, my harness is like just about wrapped around my neck at this point. <laughs> so he comes walking in and he's literally five yards from mm-hmm. my tree, base of my tree. So that's I mean, a hard shot angle too. It yeah. is a hard shot but angle. But he's perfectly broadside, yeah. you know, he's standing right there and I just pulled back and let it go and. He actually, once it hit him, I knew it was a good shot. I mean, if I was going to mess up a five-yard shot, I should probably rethink what I'm doing here. Yeah, but it's a, like Chad <laughs> said, that's a yeah, hard yeah. shot. That's, yeah. And you'll find out that not a lot of people practice at that. Like, you yeah. get those opportunities, but how many times are you practicing from a tree stand? Yeah, straight down. Shooting at five to well, eight yards. And I think a lot of it is it's like where you normally would anchor. Mm-hmm. It's all because you have to tilt at your waist. You could have your... You could have everything up higher mm-hmm. because yeah. you tilted your 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 bow arm down, and then next thing you know, you shoot over it or yeah. under it or something. It's wild. it's way more difficult than people think. It's hard, yeah. and I, it's and when you execute that shot like that, like you did at five, like mm-hmm. if you do that perfectly, man, that's something. That's, I I, that's I always talk about this, or I brought it up in the past. I shot a buck at like five six yards one year, mm-hmm. and I have a I use a knock um, point as a kisser button, and I remember when I drew back, I leaned over. And as I was drawn back, I'm like, where is my kisser button? And I was like, oh, crap. Like, I would have shot right over this buck. Mm-hmm. And then I settled back in with my kisser and, and made a good shot. Right. But if it wasn't mm-hmm. for having that kisser and me thinking about it in the moment, I, I think I would have shot right over him. Yeah. So props to you for making the shot. That's a harder Thanks. shot. Appreciate yeah. Because it's, you, it's, it is much harder than people think. Well, yeah. We've done um, awkward. some fun mm-hmm. 3D shoots or whatever, and they'll have a, a, a target at like one yard. Mm-hmm. And... You don't put it on one yard. Yeah. There's on HHA, yeah. there's no one. You put it on like a hundred. Yeah. So it drops a pin down to your arrow pretty yeah. much. Yeah. You'd be amazed at how hard those 
those shots are. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, it was good job, Casey. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, I I saw where <laughs> I saw where I hit him. You know, it was it was kind of high, like just right behind the shoulder blade, which is about perfect if you're shooting straight down. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he took off. Actually, he ran into a fence, busted the arrow off. And there was a bunch of blood where where he was standing, and then he ran kind of back behind me, and then off to my left, and it's kind of open where he ran. And I watched him run, and he ran about 60, 70 yards maybe, and he just stopped, flicked the tail, started getting a little wobbly, just oh, yeah. laid down. And I was like, thank God. <laughs> like, just, I needed that. Out. Yeah, yeah I, I needed that after that bad hit this year. And uh, he just laid down, and two seconds later, his head went down. And I remember I took a picture and sent it to you, and I was mm. like, oh, I'm not going to have a hard time finding this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like, thank God. You know, I, I, I really needed that. It like restores confidence in you. You feel good about it because it was mm-hmm. it was ethical. Yeah, and yeah, it does a lot for your morale. Yeah. Plus, and, you know, we went. We I came out and took pictures for you, and then mm-hmm. it's just cool. Like you, you got good red meat. Mm-hmm. You feel fit. You feel efficient. Yeah. When it goes down like that, you know how it should be for sure. Yeah, how it should be. It's like it, it's nice when you've been struck because sometimes you hit a streak, man, which is like it, nothing works out for you. Nothing oh, yeah. goes your way. So when it does work out, it's like man, thank you. Yeah. Finally. And then I remember too, like after after I made that bad shot on that that one buck, um, I went back. I was like, okay, I'm shooting my bow. I'm shooting my bow. I'm shooting my bow. What did I do? I was like, man, why am I off? Oh, you were off. I was off. Like, I think it was like six inches at like thirty yards. Mm-hmm. I was like, how am I off so much? Well, I, my bow got banged around. One of the screws came loose. I had to completely like just wear and tear pretty much yeah, using it i well, had to get things set back up again and a lot of things that can get weird too in like the heat of the moment we did the podcast with mark called slow the game down mm-hmm. and a lot of it it's like you sometimes you have to just like okay here he is calm down mm-hmm. draw your bow okay anchor peep sight there we are settle squeeze like you almost yeah. have to like walk yourself through a situation especially if like a big deer comes in you have a long time to watch him yeah and you start getting worked up and then you start you feel your brain kind of you start losing track of your mindset a little bit because you're worked up about it which is like that's what makes it kind of fun because it gets us so excited yeah but i you know i think slow the game down is it's hard to do Mm -hmm. especially when the adrenaline starts pumping yeah yeah, for sure and it was you know the one that i i hit earlier this year it was the biggest buck i ever drew back on um, I know I rushed it. Mm-hmm. I was worried he was going to get right downwind of me because the the wind was heading right to him. And I know yeah. I rushed it, and I should have waited. Well, your mindset, you start thinking fast. Yeah, I'm like, mm. oh my god, he's going to get my wind. I got to shoot him. This is a big buck. I need to just yeah. You know, as soon as he clears <clears throat> this brush, I need to just nail him. You know. Yeah. And you know, it's slow the it's, game down. Yep, I definitely have to. A shot that. process does help, and I know, mm-hmm. Chad, you probably... Yeah, do you guys have anything that you go... Th- like, do you have a word or anything that you do? Like, mm. like I'm, I have... Like, mine is breathe, especially shooting a compound. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not used to holding at full draw with a traditional bow like that. Like, my index finger hits the corner of my mouth, and it's it's gone. Right, right. And I've found out that I hold my breath if I'm holding for too long. So like I always tell myself, oh. breathe. And if I breathe, I relax gotcha, and everything yeah. goes. So I, do you guys have anything like that? I don't know. That do slows it down or do that? You no, know, mine's more just the pin. Yeah. I guess focus on the pin more than anything. Mine's just like my mental checklist of like my shot process. But a lot of times I make, I try to make sure like 
make sure you're aiming how you always aim. Yeah. Like that's where your pin is. Yeah. Squeeze through, bear it, and then let it go. Like I'm like focused on like the pin is where you want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're not like I try to make sure I'm not all over. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've gotten a lot better with it in the last five years. Um, where I was like younger, maybe hadn't had as many like deer in front of me. It's mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's hard. Like I had a big buck in on me this year that didn't work out, and I found myself slipping mentally. I was slipping because the deer was so big. Yeah, but I got excited. But it was like it was one of those situations where it was just kind of it just wasn't working out. Like he wasn't on a trail; he was on a field edge, mm-hmm. and I was like allowing myself to get excited. When I like to wait to get excited, and get excited after the shot, yeah, and I could feel myself mentally just. Yeah, I've done that before. You get excited if he might not even come in. So when he's when he is coming in, you get excited about that, and then you kind of lose track of where, right, where you want to be. Your thinking gets kind of like yeah, your thinking kind of jams into your next thought on what you need to do in yeah. that process. It's like a traffic and, jam or something. Oh, and yeah. that's just when things just start start spiraling downhill, and, and you almost exit. need to like pull yourself out of that. <laughs> your I mean, kind of, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I went through it a little bit this year. Um, what do you do? Yeah. But it's just, that's part of the fun of it, man. If it worked out every single time you went to the woods, it wouldn't be as cool. Yeah. Yeah. And like last year, I had, um, I killed two does and both shot. I mean, both the both the shots were like perfect. Money, yeah. First one was double lung. Second one was perfect heart shot. And I watched mm-hmm. that one go down, basically. So, Is there anything better than watching like the shot you wanted to make? like just be executed and you know it's like ethical and it's going to be fast and it's going to it's just the things lined up how you think about all year yeah that's a great feeling man i love it it's always that weird feeling when you shoot it between it going down and you watching it and it's like like a long pause like you're waiting like i've referred to like a a hockey like when someone's on a breakaway for like a shootout or something and then they score it's like you a long pause and then it goes down you're just like Everything just hits. I think it's just a mental thing. Yeah. It seems longer than what it yeah, was. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. I don't know if it's like the adrenaline of the moment. Oh, it's crazy. Or what. But like when I shoot a deer, I'm like buried on it <laughs> until I cannot see it anymore. I yeah. try to be because I try to be like, how's he acting? Where's he going? Where did I last see him? Which is tough to do with all that going on. I'm but. colorblind. So I've had to train myself to do that. Oh, oh like really? I have to. Yeah. I, I, landmarks all that stuff is very very important to me because i, I don't see blood colorblind. yeah i don't see blood very well at all like oh, at all so i've hunted with some guys that were colorblind i'd always have to go on blood trails with them it's a trip but it, it, <laughs> my wife loves to make fun of me for it because she's like you literally can't see that i'm like no like what colors can't you see red I, red and orange i can see a lot of colors i just can't distinguish what they are what color is that mug that i have no idea i would it could be yellow or orange to orange me. Is it, well, how do you see it as like a grayish color? No, I see it as yellow. I don't know what it is. I see a color, but I can't tell you what color it is because the mm. colors that I'm saying look the same to me. Oh, really? And I figured that out by like, you know, reading crayons as a kid. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> that's literally how I figured out I was colorblind. I, I imagine it varies. The guys I hunted with, I was like, explain it. He's a, He goes, you know, when you look at an apple tree, how you can see the apples? He goes, I don't see the apples. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I'm like, oh, interesting. And I can see blood on things that you wouldn't really like i've learned to look at different things to find blood you're on probably like, seeing blotches when and if it's blood on like where you guys can people can see like on a dark leaf on the ground mm-hmm. i won't see it what but, if you like, uh, but like the bright finger yeah, i could see that it's it's contrasting color okay mm-hmm. oh no that makes sense so it's like a bright green leaf yeah you can see but if it's a red. bright green like you know chest high kind of foliage leaf dude i can see blood on that that's where i look for, i don't even look for it on the ground mm. i'm looking for like that chest you. high stuff. Right. And right. I can see that like nothing. Which might, you might be a good guy to have on the team 
to mix up from guys looking on the ground yeah. and you looking up. Well, I took one of those guys that was colorblind with me on a deer eye shot. And I, I let the deer go overnight, <clears throat> recover from the next morning. And right when we get to like first blood, he's like, well, I can see that blood. I'm like, okay, if the colorblind guy is picking out the blood, <laughs> we might find this deer. <laughs> yeah. It's a good yeah. sign. That's, yeah. It's funny though. Cause I'll have, I mean, it'll look like a murder scene. And mm. I'll be like, going, where's where's the blood? Stacy will be like, it's literally everywhere. <laughs> You're good, Chad. Yeah. Standing on. She's like, because she'll be walking. I'm like, are you on blood? And she'll be like, yeah. All right. Do you not see it? I'm like, we've been together for 15 years. You know, yeah, Like, there's been very few blood alone, trails that she Stacey. hasn't been on, <laughs> right? And she loves blood trail. Like, she doesn't. She's killed a few deer, and she doesn't like to really hunt or anything anymore. Yeah, but she loves the blood trail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I hate it. It's the most nerve wracking part of me because I can't, I can't right, see it. Right, right. So she'll be walking and I know the processes that we have to go through. And I'll be like, are you sure you're on blood? She's like, yeah, I'm on blood. We've done this before. Like keep up. That's and hilarious. I'm, and I'm like sitting back here, just like staring at the ground. It's, I mean, it works. That's frustrating. That's a deer yeah. turd shed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, and there'll be like That's times cool. when there's water on a leaf. You'll see me like I'm touching it. I'll touch it and look at my fingers. And it's, I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah. I do that a lot. I've done the peroxide trick before where I used to carry yeah. like spray bottles of peroxide oh, yeah. in my pack. And I've seen somebody do that this year for the first time with a blood tracking dog. He found a spot of blood and peroxide. And I was like, wow, I didn't. Yeah. Makes sense. But yeah. it, it'll distinguish between water and blood real fast with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Casey didn't need any help. Successful no. No. hunt. That's true. She shoots better than I. Really yeah. good buck. <laughs> she shoots better than that. me. He's a, big, <laughs> he's a big nine pointer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome buck. He's, I mean, definitely my biggest bow buck mm -hmm. um, i've had a little bit of success with shotgun which kind of veering away from that a little bit mm -hmm. just because you're getting so into bow hunting yeah i'm just really passionate about bow hunting and like even this year i went out first season with shotgun and i'm just like man i just don't feel right sitting in a tree with a gun anymore didn't feel the same to you i no. respect that and uh, more shoulder mounts for the house yeah my wife will love that <laughs> <laughs> she got no choice yeah got no choice well congrats thank you yeah congratulations thank you for doing this yeah. working class on Deercast episode yep Throw you right to the wolves, right on the big leagues here. Yeah, I know. That's so, kind of special. You did well. First time ever podcasting. Cool. I think you're the first. Uh, I didn't fall flat on my face. No, no, That's you didn't. Good. Some people do. It's not over yet, so careful. Yeah. like We, <laughs> we have gonna, time. This is the hard part now. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I, I, the, my jokes won't resonate to everybody <laughs> but Casey. So thank you for being here. Be our secret little you know, inside joke. Tell you after. I was going to say you're the first gay woman we've ever had on the podcast. Um, so we're checking boxes. We're checking all our social boxes <laughs> yeah. because we have to meet the, uh, kind of like it's HR. Like a quota. Like yeah. a qu yeah. quota. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I fit, hey, I fit two of those. I'm female and I'm gay. Okay. We got them. Here. Yep. Yeah. You got two check boxes just Here. from having done and done. Uh -huh. done and done. Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. HR is going to love that. Yeah. Yep. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll send that in. Okay. <laughs> we got that. <laughs> We're so stupid. Yeah. You guys want to add anything in or anything like that? You want to plug your Instagrams no. or do anything cool? Not really. Chad, you got anything? <laughs> no, man. Not really. I'm, um, I'm stoked to be here with her. Like I, female bow hunters, man. There's not enough of them. There's not. Yeah, I agree. With and, that. and those that are out there don't they don't get enough credit. So, Agreed. Agreed. I mean, they're doing the same thing we're doing out there and mm. and grinding just as hard. And mm. highly agree with that, man. Um, speaking of grinding, I'd like to kind of talk about my how I acquired this property. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a cool story. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, oh man, I don't have a place to hunt. And I know when I moved to Illinois, a lot of people were like, oh, good luck finding a place to hunt, you know, especially where I'm at. It's there's, tough. There's a lot of people that hunt. And uh, um, I was, <laughs> if you need a hunting place, get a goat, turn it loose. That's how <laughs> I got my property. 
I mean, not really. She got out, but yeah. so <laughs> worked. Uh, yeah, yeah, we we had we were just new into getting goats. Um, we have some timber on our property that we wanted cleaned up, and we're like, well, let's get some goats. Mm-hmm. You know, they're really good at it. Well, we had this this younger goat, um, well, smaller goat, I guess. Her name's Greta. She's this little long-haired pig, <laughs> pygmy goat, and she is. She's an escape artist. She gets out a lot. Like all goats are. Yeah. Um, By the way, why have goats? I'm just. We'll yeah, talk about that in another I podcast. <laughs> I know you hate goats. I don't hate but, goats. I just don't get it. Yeah. Well, if you saw what they did to the timber that I wanted cleared out, you'll understand. I get that part. I mean, it went from like you couldn't walk through it to you can see clear through it now. Okay. So that, it's that, pretty cool. I have heard that's the value in them for yeah. sure. So um, I got home one day and my wife's like, I don't know where Greta is. She's, you know, she's nowhere around. It's like, well, we'll go get the food container. I'm sure she's not far. Mm-hmm. Rattle the food in the container and usually she comes running. Um, so we're walking all over the property, the neighbor's property, trying to find her. And I happened to walk kind of down our driveway and I saw goat droppings. And I'm like, well, I think she went this way. Mm-hmm. So she literally headed straight north, made it across the road, and then there's a cornfield, standing corn. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, you know, this goat's literally like a foot and a half. Goes tall. into like, 300 acres of yeah. standing yeah. corn. Just living the dream. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Jet so there's, there's probably there's probably like I don't know 50 acre 50 acres of corn, and then there's timber, and I'm just like, oh my god. So I tell my wife, I was like, get on the side by side, just start literally knocking on doors just Mm -hmm. go ask anybody if they've seen this damn goat yeah i was like i'm gonna walk between the corn and the timber i'm gonna go ask permission to walk through here got permission i go i walked through this along this cornfield didn't see any sign of her or nothing i get to it's probably about half a mile north of me we get meet up at this this neighbor's house and we're just like hey you know if you see a goat let us know i hop on the side by side we're going back around uh, go to knock on another door, and pretty soon this lady texts us, and she says, I think your goat's on my back deck. And I'm like, <laughs> first of all, this goat, I think, was a dog in her past life because she tries to come into the house if she's not in the pen. So she's literally standing on the back deck of this lady's house. So we go over there with the side-by-side, grab the goat, put the goat on the side-by-side, on the seat in the middle, between us and we start driving back to the house and i looked at anna and i just go you know if anybody sees us driving down the road <laughs> with a goat on our side by side they're gonna think we're nuts wow and probably literally like 30 seconds <clears throat> later this guy pulls down the gravel road stops his truck in the middle of the road and is just laughing <laughs> and he's like you know of all my years i've lived out here this has got to be about the funniest damn thing i've ever seen in my life so we continue to talk to talk to this guy. Um, we're talking to him and, you know, never met him before. We're talking to him and he mentioned something about, you know, where he lives. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, I've been stuck in your property mm-hmm. on Onyx because oh, sh- I want to hunt this place, you know. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I know. Yeah, I know where you live, you know, just down the road, dead end. You yeah. Know. All right, cool. And he said something about the deer eating his garden. It's like, hey, you know, if you ever need somebody to help thin out the herd, let me know. I'm a bow hunter and kind of new to the area, new to the state. Mm -hmm. I need a place to hunt. He's like, you know, come see me sometime. And I was just like. What does that mean? Oh, my God. For real? Like, (laughs) You should have been like, you know I'm gay, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's my wife over here. (laughs) Um, But I was just like, oh, my God. You know, I'm, I'm trying not to get too excited in front of the guy. We get home and I remember telling my wife, I was like. 
I want to go over there like right now and talk to this guy because <laughs> I'm like so excited. Like yeah. I don't think you understand. Like this is this could be a really good opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. Right next to home. Like yeah. that's kind of like the dream, right? It's, yeah, it's literally like maybe a mile and a half down the road. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh my god, I know he's got like 80 acres. This is this is perfect. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can't go over there like today. right now, right now. Yeah. yeah, maybe no, probably not tomorrow. Maybe I'll give it a couple of days. So I gave it a couple of days, and then I just drove over there, and he's like, yeah, come in, have a seat, you know, talk mm-hmm. to him. He's like, yeah, you know, me and my buddy Gary hunt out here, and but you're more than welcome to come out here and pretty help cool. with this. And I was just like, holy crap. Yeah. I, like, totally just won the lottery because it doesn't really happen that often. No. no. And, and then to kill a deer there, too, yeah. you know. And, you know, I've been – I was knocking on doors and – you know, trying to gain access to property around me anywhere mm-hmm. I could, talking to farmers, talking to my... That's the grind. Yep, talking to my father-in-law, just like, man, I just need... I don't even care if it's, you know, something small. I just need... I need something. Like, I... Yeah. It, it was tough going from, you know, my dad owns a feed store and he knows all the farmers in the area when... In Iowa. Yeah, in Iowa. It's like, I could... I could pretty much hunt just about anywhere, but people don't realize like the amount of work it takes to get permission pieces. Yeah. If you're not willing to pay, you got to do some work. Yeah. yeah, and that's whether the work is talking to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you had to chase a goat. Yeah, but like even, <laughs> but I, I know like if that guy calls you, hey, I need to get some work done over here. Could you help lend a helping hand? Yeah, for like, sure. You feel pretty obligated to go help. Yeah, and and it's not even really that I feel obligated. Like, but you want to though. Yeah, yeah. I want to help him for one, and most of the time I'm like, hey, if you need help, call me. Mm-hmm. he's like yeah i'll be fine i'll do it myself you know but it's like dude just call me like yeah. i'll come help you I don't, i'm a mile and a half yeah. away I'll i'm like it's the least i can do is just I drive my side by side over here and i'll you know yeah i'll bring he, my goat yeah i'll bring my goat <laughs> and, come with yeah and there has been times where he's like hey you know my my tractor died can you help me i'm like yeah sure i'll be right over and I, yeah you know go over and help him and that's cool i try to help out as much as i can and you know, I feel like it's the least I can do. Right, of course. Well, I respect the grind there. A lot of people don't realize, you know, the work it takes to have permission pieces yeah. or you got to buy a lease. It's tough. Now, right. Nowadays, it's different, mm-hmm. different than what it was. But, well, I hope that you kill another. Maybe you could follow up that buck that you wounded. I'm hoping to. Because he, he looked good in the trail cam picture. Yeah, you still so. got another tag, right? Yeah, still got another Two in Illinois. Tag. You got yeah. time. You got late mm-hmm. season. I think, you, I think you'll get it done. Yeah. I think you'll um, go to the food. food I, I kind of took a little break because the activity has been kind of slow, but... Well, firearm season, season holds it up for us here, but it'll get good. Yep. And uh, Dougie, you got another tag? Yep, late muzzleloader coming up here soon. Okay, we'll see when this episode launches. Dougie's got another one down. Ooh, Predict baby. the future. <laughs> hey, hey. Well, cool. Another episode in the books. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate you. you. Congrats. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, thanks, everyone, for tuning in, watching, and listening. We appreciate you. Go shoot a giant. class on DeerCast, another giant tracker segment we have dakota bix calling in from work on your lunch break right yep that's right who are you and where are you from let's start with that uh i'm dakota bix i'm located here in the southeast corner of iowa wapalo county um i just recently started here in cargill in eddieville iowa um I'm in orientation. I'm on lunch break right now. But uh, before that, I was over at a Ginomoto across the road for two years running MSG, which is uh, sodium glutamate. And uh, mm-hmm. I ran the uh, product out of the hoppers and 50-pound uh, bags, 2,000-pound bags, and 100-pound drums. So 
Very cool, man. Getting after it's kind of in orientation and you're doing an interview with me, uh, just another idiot here. So I'll, I'll be (laughs) conscious of your time. So I don't get you fired right off the rip. Cause you had, you had to talk to me, but man. So I put a post out just asking, you know, who used deer cast and, and killed a deer and result of deer cast or if deer cast played a role in your success on killing a deer. And, uh, you and I got to talking about this awesome buck, really unique looking deer that you killed in Iowa. And, uh, we'll show some pictures of it. That's, I was drawn to like, just the look of the deer He's very unique. Um, and he's got a lot of cool character. And, uh, so let's talk about this buck, man. Is this a deer you had history with or how did it all play out? So, yeah, I never had any previous history with this deer, no pictures, no encounters, nothing until mm-hmm. the fall of 2021, um, early September, a uh, big cold front moved through. So I decided to go for a drive scouting around. Mm-hmm. I spotted this deer about a hundred yards away in his bean field on the neighbors of uh, where I have permission to hunt. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I glassed him. I, the first thing I ever noticed was that that sweet crab claw he has on his right side. Yeah. So he was a pretty, pretty unique deer. He was definitely a recognizable deer if I was to see him. And then, uh, fast forward to September 22nd, I got one, just one picture of him, uh, at night and mm-hmm. in the food plot that I uh, made, uh, that, that fall in August, but and that's uh, the picture you sent me, right? The, the one yep, photo. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just this one side picture is the only picture I ever had of him, but I knew it was the same deer I seen that bean field just because of that dual crab claw that he had. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, so that was the only picture I had him during the season. I had no encounters with him or never had any more pictures of him. So, you know, I figured he was out of the area or something, but I kind of had an idea where he was betting, but I wasn't for sure on that. I kind of stayed out of there till, uh, the morning of October 23rd was the uh, first time I seen him the same day I, I shot him. But, uh, uh yeah, this, the hunt started out pretty slow in the morning mm-hmm. on October 23rd. Um, but a big cold front moved in and, uh, the night before I checked deer cast and it said that morning was supposed to be great. Mm-hmm. So, and, and then, it was the first true east wind we had, which I needed to go try hunting this deer where I kind of had an idea where I thought he was anyways, just because of previous years, that's where they liked to bed and whatnot. Doesn't that kind of suck waiting on an east wind? It seems like you get those less frequently than anything else. So you kind of like just yeah, waiting for it. Yeah. I mean, you hardly ever get them here in southeast, southeast Iowa anyways, but. Same here. Same in our area. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I finally got an east wind to go in after him. Morning started out slow. Uh, I seen one doe right at first daylight, but the, the deer I ended up shooting was only the second deer I seen all that morning. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, but um, to start off the hunt with him is about eight o'clock. I heard some trees thrashing. I could tell his deer, but it was so thick down there, I couldn't really tell what it was. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't see any deer actually, but I could tell it was a deer thrashing some trees down there. And of course, this time of year, you know, the pre-lock phase, they start getting pretty fired up looking for the first available does and kind of making it known other bucks, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's my territory. But um, so, yeah, I heard that. I just, I couldn't see what it was, so I didn't want to call or nothing until I got a 
visual of them. But uh, about 10 minutes go by, and I just get this glimpse in the corner of my eye of a deer down at the bottom of this ridge I was hunting. So I was hunting three quarters up this ridge overlooking all this uh, thick bedding area. And, uh, yeah, I seen him about 80 yards away when I first seen him. And he was kind of headed towards, it'd be the southwest on the next ridge over. Mm-hmm. So I threw my binos up and I instantly knew what deer it was just because of that crab claw. So I remember uh, seeing deer cast Mark during on that phase for deer lock. It's a good time to start calling. So I just kind of faced my grunt call to the left and just gave him one soft grunt. And he whipped his head up. I definitely got his attention. And after that, you could just tell he was just all fired up. Yeah. Kind of, I mean, he started coming on string, snort wheezed at me, grunting. You could just tell he was he was in one of those moods. He was, yeah. you know. And then you see that as a hunter, you're like, man, I'm in the chips right here. Like, th- things, yeah. things are going to happen. Right. And it usually doesn't happen that way. It feels like, but <laughs> yeah, well, at but, least, you know, especially if he like looks interested right off the rip from one grunt, I mean, good on you too, for just hitting him with one to where his curiosity is going to basically eat himself alive with that. So yeah, once you get right. him to react that way and everything's like going good, it just gives you that like, Oh shit, things are about to go down type of, of vibe. Yeah, you know, It's just a confidence. It's like, you know, it, you're in the game. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, he was about 80 yards away when that happened, and he just came on a string. And he got to about I – th- I ranged him about 42 yards, and he was just he just stood there glancing around trying to figure out where that grunt came from. Mm-hmm. He was just trying to get a visualization of another buck in the area. But he did that for – felt like forever. It was probably like within seconds he was doing that. Yeah, but, of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know how it is, but – uh yeah, he finally turned broadside for me at 42, and uh, I uh, pulled back on him, settled my pen, and uh, let the arrow fly. And right off the bat, I knew it wasn't – it was a marginal hit. It, mm-hmm. it was ended up being liver and hit the – clipped the guts on the exit hole. But, yeah, he ran off, and, uh, you know, I, my gut sank. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. You know, but, and then uh, he ran off a little ways and just kind of stood there. And I was like, man, I don't know about this hit, you know. And then uh, he uh, went towards the north into the, it's kind of like, a, it turns into kind of a bowl. And where I'm sitting, I, he kind of disappeared on me and I couldn't tell where he was. So I figured he went down there, bedded down or was looking his wounds or something, you know. So I waited about 15 minutes. 15, 20 minutes, got down out of my tree and just wanted to go get my arrow and get out of there, leave him alone. Mm-hmm. And then um, I went over there, down there to where the impact hit. Um, and uh, it took me like 20 minutes to try to find my arrow. I don't know if it hit off a bone or something, ricocheted or what, but mm-hmm. um, there's no blood at, right where I hit him or nothing. The only blood I had was right on the arrow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, first thing I did is grab my arrow, and then I, I got on deer cast and tried to pin on deer, deer cast track and try to kind of come up with all the places I could have hit them. Dude, thank, thank God for that because I'll, like, I don't know. If you didn't have that, I think you would probably drive yourself a little crazier in a hit like this because 
a liver gut hit is not fun, but it's part of the game sometimes. And that deer cast can make you feel confident or make, you know, like with the deer cast track, how to approach the situation when your excitement level and anxiety, and you're worried about the animal, you're already feeling weird. Cause it's not, you didn't see the deer go down. You're, you're just a ton is going through your head. So like that right. feature can really like, it can either help you a ton or make you worry or validate where your worry should be. I guess that's probably the better way of putting it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And the, yeah, it was, it was a game changer for me because me personally, I've never had, I've never hit a deer in the liver guts. I didn't know how long to wait or whatever, mm -hmm. but it, I narrowed it down where it said to wait eight to 12 hours basically is what it was. So yeah, when I was headed up to the top of the ridge to head out there, um, I looked down to the north and about 100 yards, he's just standing there. Oh, you can see. And I, I don't oh. know. If, yeah, he was just over there, hunched over. You could tell he was hurting pretty bad. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know if you heard me get down on my tree stand and go look for the arrow, and you end up going over there, but I never watched him walk up it or nothing. He just ended up being there when I was headed out. And a uh, good thing he was facing the other way so I could sneak out of there. But, uh, yeah, I waited a good 10 hours on him, uh, like deer track told me to. And then uh, after the 10 hours, uh, I went back where I last seen him, try to see if I could get any blood or anything. There wasn't a single drop of blood or no nothing. I'm like, man, what the heck? Mm -hmm. So – me, my brother-in-law, and my father uh, started grid searching in the area, and it took us twenty minutes of grid searching. We did not, couldn't find them, couldn't find them. And uh, my other brother-in-law, he uh, mowed a path by all this thick bedding over there for some odd reason. I don't understand why, but it's a good thing he did because that was the last place we walked. And to the left of it was uh, him laying there, belly up. No kidding, expired already, yeah. and everything. Yeah, he's he's done. But um, come to find out, the reason I didn't find no blood is that part of the guts kind of clogged the hole, so he mainly just uh, bled internally. Yeah. What? How far from where you were walking out initially after the shot, and you saw him hunched over? How far from there to where you found him near that mowed path was he? Like, how? What's well, the different distance there? So from where I shot him to where I last seen him before I started tracking, as the crow flies, probably 150, 200 yards. And then where uh, where I last seen him, where we went first, um, he was only about fifty yards away, dead. Yeah, which isn't. I mean, it sounds like a long distance when you look at it like on paper, but in reality, that deer could have went a long, long way if you would have went in prematurely and bumped him and all that, you know. Right. Yeah. If it wasn't for deer cast telling me to wait ten hours, I mean, I would have went in there, you know, a couple hours or something, and might have bumped him. You might have been the next county over. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, man, it's good on you though for like thinking through the the pro like. Well, good on like you really did everything that you should have done. You know, I mean, the shot. You, you know, of course, you want like a double lung shot, whatever, and watch the deer go down. Right. But for the circumstance of the situation, you know, as far as not overcalling at this deer, waiting on the right wind, sneaking out of there, giving them the ten hour time period going in right, like doing everything you could to recover the deer on a marginal hit. So mad props to you, man. G good on you for doing that because I mean, that's, that's how a pro would handle it. it. It's, I don't know how long you've been bow hunting, but it seems like you're a seasoned pro at that. 
uh, about 10 years, well, not quite 10 years, so about eight or nine years. I've been bow hunting, been hunting since I was probably about 11 years old. Awesome, man. Well, congratulations. So, so let's talk about this thanks. buck. I mean, what is, what is he? Uh, he's the main frame 10 with three extra kickers and, uh, he ended up, uh, gross in one seventy two and five eights. Awesome. So, Very my, cool. Yep. My biggest to date. Yeah. It's a great looking deer. The character on him is just amazing. Um, the first thing I was like, man, that's an awesome buck. Just what he's got going on. Um, so congratulations, man. Thanks. Appreciate that. Well, it's good to hear that like deer cast is helping people and it the, it's there it's a tool right um oh it's a game changer for sure yeah, yeah it's I helped mean, me a lot i mean you've hunted long enough like you you know some of these things more but it's nice to get like the reassurance through deer cast but for somebody that's a new bow hunter that might have been in your shoes uh with uh, a marginal hit i mean that can make the big difference right there of like where to even start you know like right. where do you even begin to recover an animal that's liver hit or someone hits it in the guts or whatever. Um, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. So I think it, it's, it's helping a lot more people than the internet likes to admit or, or realizes at times, but uh, it, it's, it's cool to hear how you applied it, where you applied it. Yeah, it definitely was a game changer for me. Cause you know, like I said, if I hadn't used deer cast and knew exactly how long to wait, I might've went in there and moved that deer to the next County. Well, I mean, a part of you wants to like, regardless of what like you watch on outdoor channel or some of the streaming networks and stuff, what other hunters tell you or the TV hunters, I guess, you know, you always hear to wait or when in doubt back out, but when it's your deer and you're in the moment, like you kind of want to, you know, even on a marginal hit, like part in your head's like, what if I could sneak in there and try to ethically get another shot in and, right. you, know, you, you know, that goes through, I think every hunter's head on a situation like this, but sometimes you don't have that option, especially in like thick cover like that. I mean, right. Exactly. It's, sometimes it's impossible, but I don't know. A lot can go through your head. Yeah. It's just, yeah, like, you yeah, exactly. I mean, you start getting doubt and everything else and it's more kind of a reassurance thing too. So, yeah. yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you jumping on here and sharing your story on your lunch break, but let's yeah, get back to it. So I don't get you fired. <laughs> oh, <No>, you're good. <laughs> yeah. That would suck. You'd call me back in 30 minutes. Be like, well, help me find a new job <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh do you, you exactly. want to plug your instagram or anything like that man where people can uh, find yeah, you yeah you can find me on instagram or facebook cool all right yep. well thanks man i appreciate it and best of luck to you next season hopefully uh kill a bigger one we'll be doing this interview all over again yeah hopefully <laughs> awesome man. Well, i appreciate you thanks everyone <laughs> for watching and listening you know what to do go shoot a giant we love you guys